You are now listening to The Sound of Sanity. This sound will continue for the duration of the program. Hey everybody, welcome to Sound of Sanity. My name is Nathan. I am your humble and obedient host. Ben just had to run and pick his wife up from the airport. And Jake's not here today, so it's just you and me. And let's talk about why I don't care what annoys baristas the most. So the context for this is Food Insider was trending on Twitter the day that I recorded this episode. And the article was, we asked baristas what annoys them the most. Here are their eight rules of coffee shop etiquette. So they talked to 15 baristas to ask about what's proper coffee shop etiquette etiquette. And this was trending on Twitter and lots of baristas and people were like, yeah, this is awesome. So curiosity is welcome, but keep the line moving. The options on the average espresso bars menu can be intimidating. So don't be afraid to ask questions. Just keep in mind your barista might not have time to explain every item. Uh, Number two, don't demand service with a smile. Baristas are known for their friendliness, but not every cafe requires their employees to force smiles. If a barista is busy or just not in the mood for idle chit-chat, respect their need for space. Number three, the customer isn't always right. When it comes to coffee, it's okay to be particular. But don't be rude if the drink you receive is different than what you expected. Be patient. That's the next one is be patient when you're in a line. Be patient. The next one is make yourself comfortable, but not too comfortable. It's your home. Leave your shoes on. Keep your belongings close. Don't try to control the atmosphere. The barista can't change the thermostat or put on music that satisfies everyone. Uh, Number whatever. Be a respectful remote worker. They expect people to linger over laptops, but not all locations are equally accommodating. Choose a place with plenty of seating. And share your table or move if the place starts to get crowded. Uh, number, whatever. Be courteous if you came in and as a group. There's a certain crowd size that is appropriate, says Clinton Owner, a former barista. That's funny. He's not the owner of a barista. His name is literally Clinton Owner. Spend money and don't forget to tip. Buy something else. One item per hour would be appreciated. So Food Insider talked to the baristas. They gave us all those tips on how people can not be giant piles of garbage when they buy coffee. And and I suppose I basically agree with all of those. I mean, we could quibble over this or that. I don't think it's wrong for customers to expect service with a smile. What you mean by that is someone who's cheerful and happy to get you your coffee. I mean, we could quibble over a lot of them, but basically what they're talking about is it can be annoying when someone comes into a coffee shop and that person is a giant pile of garbage. That can be really annoying. And I actually weirdly avoided ever working in the coffee industry or the food industry. I, but I have worked low-level jobs before, and I can say it is really annoying when people are giant piles of garbage. So I worked as a janitor at a Big Ten University. I would clean up during the night shift when the students were out. And you would find different things that were caused consistently by people, you know, uncaring young people who were giant piles of garbage. So 
for example, people would drop their coffee, they'd spill it in the hallway or in a classroom. And then instead of cleaning up the spill, somebody would throw down a crummy student newspaper over the coffee. And the crummy student newspaper would maybe protect people from slipping, but it would also slowly crust into the floor. And you'd, by the time I got to it, you'd have to chisel it out. And it was really annoying. People would also sneak in alcohol in like a gas station, big gulp cup and leave smelly things of vodka. People would put condoms in really inappropriate place. Some of them used. You'd find all kinds of gross and disturbing things because some people are giant pieces of garbage. Giant pieces of garbage, like a giant banana peel or something. Some, some people are just bad or they're uncaring. Young people, especially, tend to be unthinking in what they do, would be the nicest way to put it. But also, uh, people can just be jerks. They can just be actively malicious. They can do bad things. They can fornicate where they're not supposed to, or be aggressive in how they handle someone else's things, or, or just not give any consideration to the service workers that serve them, or the janitors that clean up after them. Obviously, most people by God's grace, are pretty nice, but you're always going to have people who are tools, and those people are going to make life difficult. And so, I agree with the article that far. But as you probably guessed, I'm not doing this episode because I want to agree with the article. No, it's actually because I want to rant about how stupid the article is. <sighs> and so, okay, here's my rant. Sorry, Jake and Ben aren't here to Hold me back. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go off today. Listen, the amplification of the whiny is a cancer in our society. The amplification of the whiny is a total cancer in society. And it'd be one thing if this was a big article that hit that was exposing these kinds of things for the first time. You know, oh, people in the service industries are people too. That's, a, I suppose, a valuable point to make now and again. And I hate comedians and movies who, who just portray people in the service industry as being jerks. Like, I always think that's kind of unfair. You know, the famous scene where uh, Michael Douglas and the movie Falling Down, you might see this clip pop up on social media sometimes. He has the shotgun and he's having a bad day and he just goes crazy and he pulls a gun in a McDonald's analog and, you know, like a, a burger joint and he makes them serve him breakfast instead of lunch because they're being pedantic about the fact that they just switched over a minute ago kind of thing. I never have much sympathy for that because I'm like, ah, okay, we've all felt bad towards McDonald's when they've just us out of an order or not seem to care. But also, you know, these are kids making seven bucks an hour and let's have a little sympathy here. This isn't Harvard alumni working their dream jobs and nor should it be. And that's okay. You know, this is a stepping stone. This is, this is not most people's ultimate goal in life to be working at McDonald's and they should be cheerful and they should do a good job. But also, let's have a little sympathy. You know, uh, the customer is a person and the service individual is a person too. Let's just all be people. Let's, let's just all get along. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But that being said, let me go back to my point, which is that the amplification of whiny voices the fact that there is article after article after article after article 
complaining about stuff, grumbling about stuff like this. Just say, ah, this is what makes my life harder than your life. It's a cancer. It's just a cancer. The unspoken assumption behind this article and thousands like it is that everybody's being treated unfairly, that it's not my fault, but it's everybody else's fault, that I'm pretty cool. You know, as the person who is being portrayed in this article or as the person who's reading the article sympathetically, like I should, but everyone else is a pile of garbage. And it's not really true, right? Actually, as I've talked about many places before, I was a pretty lazy janitor. I was a pretty bad janitor. I should have been a better one. I was a pile of garbage, first and foremost. And that was the thing that I needed to understand about myself, first and foremost, before I could get to PO'd at the person that just unthinkingly threw a, a newspaper over some spilled coffee or bumblingly spilled their coffee and didn't clean it up in the first place, right? We need to, we need to be more Calvinistic. We need to have a real understanding of total depravity, and it needs to inform our discourse as a nation. We need to understand that we all suck, and we all need to have grace for each other. We're all pretty lame. We're all pretty stupid. We're all pretty thoughtless sometimes. And what an article like this does, while it pretends to do exactly what I just said, like, oh, you know, you, you might not ever think about it from the barista's point of view. What it really does is drive the same boring us versus them narrative that is just a disease across the Western world. We, the working stiff, the barista, where we, we, you know, the person with human sympathy, we're pretty cool. The guy who puts his feet up at the coffee shop, he's a pile of garbage and he needs to get woke. And I hate that. I hate that unspoken assumption that everybody is being treated unfairly and that it's always the other guy's fault. And these kinds of articles just propagate that thing. <sighs> Look, you have to have a basic understanding that people are kind of annoying and people kind of suck and it's okay. It's okay. We have to have grace for each other, you know? There's gonna be that frat boy that puts his feet up. He's always been with us since before they had the term frat boys. Frat boys have always existed. I mean, have you read Homer? <laughs> have you read the Odyssey? Have you read the Iliad? Frat boys have been around for a long time and they've been putting their feet on coffee sh tables in coffee shops, their bare feet, for since time immemorial. Some Greek guy went into a coffee shop with Socrates and put his feet up on the table. And Socrates said, why are you doing that? I hope, I assume he was a pretty smart guy. But th th this has been around forever, right? And it's not going anywhere. People are jerks. People are thoughtless. People suck. And it's okay. Let's have a little grace for each other. Now, I understand among baristas, they're going to talk about the things that are annoying. Everybody complains about their job, right? To, to some extent, uh, complaining is never good. Complaining and grumbling is so sin. And we'll get to that. But to some extent, just having a sense of humor and a sense of wry appreciation for the ridiculousness of human nature as it intersects with your job is a good and healthy thing, right? Nobody makes it through a day of being a janitor without going out for a smoke break with his fellow janitors and talking about how silly it is that somebody threw a newspaper in the coffee again. Okay, I get that. But does it have to be a national news? Does it have to trend on Twitter? 
Does it have to attract every discontent person so that they can all congregate together and make each other a little bit more discontent? You know, if it's a group of three people on a smoke break outside their Starbucks, fine, I guess. But social media tends to amplify these whiny, grumbling voices of dissatisfaction. And it's a real problem. It is a cancer, right? Everybody is becoming more whiny, more neurotic, more self-righteous. I guess that's what I don't really like about this article is there's just a implicit self-righteousness. Baristas are self-righteous because they get unfairly treated by people who just don't assume that they're people. And you as a reader get to be self-righteous because you understand baristas. (sighs) And it only propagates the system, man. It only propagates the system. You know, the thing about these kinds of service jobs is that we have this weird assumption in society today that, that people are stuck there, that they cannot change. I thought this was a free country, but the way that the narrative is put out there, it's like, we better change this. We better get barista things under control because there's people that are going to be working as baristas their whole lives. Well, I hope not. I hope not. Unless they actually just genuinely really like it or they're looking to own the coffee shop. I hope that for most people, it's, it's, it's like a somebody, something somebody does while they work their way through college or, or as a high school kid. And then they work and take risks and build towards something in their lives, right? Now, I understand we are sinners and sometimes we find ourselves stuck with the consequences of our sin. And so I'm a 40-year-old working at a coffee shop or a 50-year-old working at a coffee shop. We are also subject to other people's sins. So I'm a divorced 60-year-old woman whose husband won't pay alimony, and I'm working at a coffee shop. That's really sad. I remember going through Hardee's at 3 a.m. in the morning, because that's how sad my life was. This was probably 15 years ago. There's this old, gnarled lady with like broken arthritic hands, and she can hardly take my credit card. And it's just like, that's really sad. You know, Karl Marx would have a field day with this. This is the oppressed working man. But she's also... She's not, she's, yeah, she's oppressed by society. Maybe it'd be nice if society had some, some safety nets for somebody like that. I don't know. I'm not necessarily against every form of that. But also, she is subject to another person's sin, to her husband's sin, to her children's sin and not taking care of her, to her own sin in leading a life that led her to be a lonely person working at Hardee's at 3 a.m. in the morning. There are real consequences. We really do reap what we sow. And it's really sad. And that is a bug in the system, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the system is completely corrupt, right? It doesn't mean we shouldn't have Hardee's. It doesn't mean that Hardee's needs to pay as much as a law degree. <laughs> the Bible says, do everything without grumbling and complaining. And <sighs> we need to stop grumbling and complaining. And we need to stop amplifying the voices that lead us in our grumbling and complaining, even when they have a point, Right? If anybody walks away from this episode and says, well, Nathan thinks that we should just be behave like piles of garbage in a coffee shop. No, not any more than I think that it's not annoying when people manspread, men mostly, manspread. You know, there's all kinds of things that people do that are annoying, that are sinful, that are bad. Some of them should be addressed on a personal level. Some of them should be addressed on a societal level. But, you know, I've been avoiding saying the word, but let me just say it. We, we can't cop 
a posture as victims. And we can't just whine about everything all the time. (sighs) The other thing that whining about everything does all the time is I really think it tends to propagate these systems, actually. Because think about the circle of life or the circle of entitlement. We're telling the baristas that they are entitled. We are telling them that they deserve to have things go the way they want them to. And then what happens when those baristas go to get some coffee or go to support another establishment or be part of another system? Aren't they going to be the exact same kinds of people that think that they have a right to just put their feet up? I mean, aren't they claiming they're the ones that are entitled to do whatever, to be the piles of garbage? You don't they think if they spill some coffee while getting their philosophy degree, they should be allowed to just throw a newspaper on it because who cares? It's just a circle of garbage. It's just a circle of entitlement. It's just a circle of victimhood. And I don't know. I mean, I guess you could argue that I'm being a little hard based on this one article. Okay, whatever. Well, if this article was just a one-off, if it was just something you didn't see all the time, then I suppose you could say, hey, yeah, we, we just needed to expose the bad way that people treat baristas. But that's not the case. We see these kinds of articles constantly. Anybody, anybody can claim to be an oppressed minority, even baristas. And it's just all garbage. And I'm sick of it. And you should support our podcast at patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity. Hoping to do some big episodes soon, you know, with some music and research and all that sort of stuff, UFO style. Also, very excited about the next season of Chip and Lance. We've got, I think, eight or nine scripts written right now. They're all, I think, fantastic. And a lot of good jokes, some big heart, some lovely lessons learned along the way. Lots of magical stuff. So support us at patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity. We'll get everything out as soon as possible. I hope the new season of Chip and Lance will hit sometime near the school year because it's got kind of an educational theme. So patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity. Be back next week. Love you guys. Until next time, stay sane.